Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, we're not doing an email. We're actually going to do a topic that I was thinking about throughout this week, and I thought it might help a lot of traders just in general, whether you're frustrated with trading this week or because of the past year or just trading in general, we're going to talk about the frustrated trader. I could probably be thrown in one of those camps right now myself. And the start to the year hasn't been bad for me necessarily. It just hasn't been really anything so far for me. And I know I always talk about expectations are a bad thing to have in a market, but as humans, you always have some degree of expectations. You just have to be able to manage them. For instance, I always say, hey, you know what? Don't write a spreadsheet up trying to expect what you're going to get from the stock market each day and each year and how that's going to compile over the course of the next decade because the market's going to give you what it wants to give you. Well, when you say that and then you embrace it, it still doesn't mean that you're not frustrated at times because right now I feel a little bit on the frustrated side myself. But have I remained disciplined throughout the whole thing? Yes. And I know to, to stick to those disciplines. But in the meantime, doesn't mean that there isn't periods of time where you're not a little bit on the frustrated side or extremely on the frustrated side. Now, before I get going any further, what am I going to be drinking during this podcast episode? I've got a bottle of Yellow Rose Harris County bourbon. It's 46% alcohol. It's 92 proof. And it's a straight bourbon whiskey. So I'll be drinking that throughout the podcast and let you know my thoughts on it at the very end, as well as giving you my score on this particular podcast. So one of the most shared traits among traders is the ability to be frustrated. Am I right? Well, I guess you could say the desire to make a lot of money from the stock market, but we've talked about that a lot in the past, that that's probably the main reason why most traders get into the stock market, but it's not the way that you make money in the stock market. You have to manage risk. You have to make that your first priority. But what we're talking about is like the shared trait that we have as traders. Once we're in trading, what is one of the most shared traits? It's being frustrated. And there's so many avenues that come with being frustrated as a trader. You're not long enough or you're too long, meaning, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been that aggressive when I was buying up stocks. Now the market's dropped 10% and I'm down 12% of my portfolio. Maybe I shouldn't have gone into margin. It leaves you frustrated. There's a lot of regret there. And then when the market does take off, well, you're never long enough. You're never capitalized enough. If you are 100% long, you wish that you would have gotten into 150% margin, be able to capitalize it even more. If you're completely maxed out in margin, you're wishing that you were completely maxed out in options instead. And if you're completely maxed out in options, you're wishing that you had a strike price that was further out of the money than what you settled on. It's always a frustrating experience. There's so many reasons to be frustrated when it comes to trading. And it's the same thing with shorting too. I mean, you can not be short enough when the market tanks and so forth, just like being too long or not being long enough. The other area is that you don't get out at the ideal price. I think one of the things that we fail to recognize as traders is that when we get out of a stock with a profit, let's say we buy stock ABC at 100 and it goes up to 120 and we get out of it at 120 and then we see it go up to 150, we're frustrated, right? Yeah, we made money, but we're still frustrated because we think to ourselves, instead of making 20%, I could have made 50%. And so you're frustrated about not getting out at the ideal price as if there's some way to know what the next day is going to hold with absolute certainty. And then, of course, when you're getting stopped out, you go into the trade saying, okay, if it breaches this level, I'm comfortable with it taking me out of that trade. But then once it actually hits that level, you're frustrated that it took you out of that trade because it's a loss. It's a it's a real thing. It's final. You took the loss on the trade. You go on social media, you go on StockTwits or Twitter, 
man, there is a lot of people frustrated and they're always taking it out on somebody. Oftentimes in the past, I've been the source of who they take it out on. I have a quite a large following on StockTwits. I mean, you know, mediocre following probably on Twitter, all of them, which you can find me at, at SharePointer. But people get mad. They get mad if I post a chart that doesn't conform to their beliefs of the stock. It's like, guys, I don't even have a position in this chart. I'm just posting a chart on it, providing my technical analysis. And you're wanting to get all mad because I'm trying to provide the most honest, rational analysis that I can provide for that particular chart, but because it doesn't conform to what they believe, they're frustrated and they get mad. They're probably losing on the trade. One of the ones that I've seen it more so with any of them is with SoFi, stock symbol S-O-F-I. You say something bad about SoFi, people lose their freaking mind. You say something about GameStop, they lose their mind. I told people back in March when they were doing that stock split shenanigans, and I was saying, guys, I would not be buying this stuff. I wouldn't even be holding on to it at this point. It goes from being like at $50 a share all the way down to like $15 or whatever it's trading at right now. And then it goes up back up to $20 and everybody's like, oh, you still hating on GameStop? I wasn't necessarily hating on it. I was just telling you I didn't think it was a good thing. And yet they'll take that little pop from 15 to 20 and they're like, oh man, guy was totally wrong. But no, I wasn't. And why are they lashing out at me anyways? What do they even care if I'm bearish? What do they care that if I lost money or made money, which in fact, I've never even traded GameStop, but why would they care? Because they're frustrated. They're frustrated. I've been blamed by being some kind of hired hitman by the hedge funds to try to take down a stock. Never been paid an ounce from a hedge fund. I don't even really know anybody that would hire somebody like that for a hedge fund. And yet people get so frustrated that they want to pin it on somebody. They want to pin their frustrations on somebody. This is why it doesn't come back to the fact that they just made a bad investment or a bad trade or simply that the trade didn't go their way. Sometimes it's not necessarily bad trades. It's just trades don't go the way you think they're going to go. So there's all of this outward expression of their frustrations. But what is it really about? It's really about the market not conforming and not aligning to what you want the market to do. And for me right now, like I said, I've made four trades so far in January. And three out of the four have been for actually very small losses. One of them still ongoing, but they're not big losses at all. I think I'm down like 0.3% on the year, which considering we have a full year left to go, I'm not too worried. But... Is it frustrating though? Yeah. I mean, I'm coming off of a really good year. You know, the market was way down. I was in double digit returns, feeling pretty good about that. And then January hits and I was like, man, I can't even get a trade if I want to. I have to break all my rules of discipline in order to get into some of these trades. And I haven't done that yet. And I don't plan on doing that yet. And then the ones that I do get into, they just really don't turn out to be anything of any kind of real importance. And then you're seeing all this activity on the market where it's breaking out and then it's going back down. And, you know, you're seeing the big breakout gosh, I wish I was in on that trade. But then you got this huge declining level of resistance on the S&P 500 that goes all the way back to January of last year. And you're thinking to myself, why would I get into it right now when we can't break out of it? We've tested it five times in the past. And every time we've broken down, why would I get into it right now? Yet in the meantime, when it's running up to that level, you're seeing these big monstrous gains. And so, yeah, you feel like you're left out and that can be frustrating. You even can even doubt why you're even sticking to the approach that you are. It's like, well, Maybe I shouldn't be putting that kind of importance on that particular level of resistance. Maybe that's not as big as it is really cooked up to be. And then you get the big sell-off like we saw earlier this past week. And you're like, oh, man, vindication is sold off right on that resistance level. So glad I didn't get into it. And I was. I was very glad I didn't get into it. But then right after that, you get that nice hard bounce in the market and it just goes right back up. And you're like, holy cow. So you can get really frustrated. I know one of the probably the biggest sources of frustration for me is the Federal Reserve. I hate the Federal Reserve. I spies them with every fiber of my being. Why? Because they're constantly, constantly doing things that affect for better or for worse the market. But 
It'd be one thing if they were consistent in their words and in their actions, but they're not. They'll do one thing and say another thing. You'll see them cut rates, but then they'll raise rates by 50 basis points. And then in the FOMC presser, they'll talk about how optimistic they are about the economy. That's the kind of stuff that drives me kind of mad because there's no consistency out of the Fed. It does create a little bit of a source of frustration because then the market does something that's not conforming to what my technical analysis or what I was expecting for it to do. So for me, that's a source of huge frustration. And it all comes back down to expectations. That's why so often I'm trying to tamper expectations, not about trying to get rich, not about trying to make even money in the market. In fact, my mantra that the three points of trading is to plan your trade. Number two is to manage the risk. And number three is to let the profits take care of themselves. My belief is that if you do the first two things, the profits will always take care of themselves. It may not come in the manner or the form that you expect it to, but consistently managing the risk and planning out your trades is what will ultimately result in the profits. Not because you hit it big on some options trade or on some individual stock trade, but because you manage the risk on each individual trade you ever took. doesn't matter if you're making a lot of money on one particular trade. If the next 100 trades that you take, you show absolute disregard for the market and the risk that it carries, and you get taken out of all those trades, it's like that big trade never happened. That's why you're losing trades is what really defines your profits and how well your winning trades turn out to be. Because if you don't manage the risk on those losing trades, the winning trades don't really mean much. By the way, this bourbon that I've been drinking, not quite sure on this one yet. But what I am sure of is swing trade in the stockmarket.com. Despite some of my frustration, I've been turning out some really good ideas and opportunities in my watch lists and videos that I do each and every day on swing trade in the stockmarket.com. And that's really for the people who want to take their trading to the next level and get all my stock market research each and every day. I've been very patient with what I've been getting into so far this year. And so I haven't played a lot of my trade ideas that I've come up with. But in hindsight, those trade ideas have done remarkably well. So check that out. SwingTradingTheStockMarket.com. And maybe I'll find myself a little bit in a better position from a frustration standpoint to where I can hop on some of those trades with you guys because, man, they are really lighting it up. But I'm not in any of them, so I wouldn't know that. <laughs> All right. This year, I'm feeling frustrated. It's not been the start to the year that I was expecting. Does it mean I'm blowing up my account? Absolutely not. But it's definitely not the start that I was hoping for. I was wanting a little bit better of a start to the year. I think that'll eventually come my way, maybe even for the end of this month. That's That would be the goal, at least. And I think we'll see some good opportunities roll my way. But in the meantime, I have to manage the expectations for myself. I have to manage the expectations that I have for the market. I consider myself a pretty good trader. You know, I've gone through a lot. I've seen a lot of recessions. This here that's causing a little frustration here for me right now isn't really a god-awful time and place to be as a trader. It's not. But I like to keep the momentum from last year going into the new year. I think the new calendar year probably adds to that a little bit. But I also have to make sure as a trader, and you guys have to make sure the same thing too, is that our expectations isn't getting in the way for what the market's trying to do. If we're just constantly trying to push our will and what we're trying to do on the market, then we will ultimately miss out on the best opportunities that the market has to offer. With that being said, if you're frustrated as a trader, like I am a little bit right now, know that it comes with trading. But what we can't do is let revenge trading creep in where we're trying to get back at the market. We can't let our egos get in the way where we stop listening to our risk plans, where we're putting the stop losses at. We got to make sure that we don't just say, you know what, screw it all. I'm going 100% long. I'm going to risk it all in this one trade and try to make some serious bank. That's ultimately how people blow up their accounts and you don't want to be that person that ends up doing it. Don't let all the years of hard work of accumulating that capital go down with one trade. So be frustrated, but don't let that frustration play out into your trading. You have to remain disciplined. You have to stay focused. You have to put those feelings to a side and focus on what the charts are telling you at hand. 
you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you can leave me a five-star review. Those are always very meaningful. And check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. I'll be getting back to your emails next week. So send me your emails, send me your questions, ryan at shareplanner.com. Know that as traders, we all have frustrations and it comes with the territory. And you just have to keep plugging away and eventually you find yourself on the other side of those frustrations making some good profits. Take care, guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner trading block where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.